1: If you're at a place where you feel like you are voicing what your needs are and your partner is not meeting them mm-hmm. or not at least attempting to make you feel also so special in your relationship, then that's a great time to close. Both of us feel like we're not fully monogamous people. We also
2: both don't feel like we are fully poly people. We feel like we're somewhere on the spectrum and we don't know where that is. We're trying to
1: kind of figure out what's best for us. What do we really want? To realize you don't actually have to like put yourself in a box anywhere and just like do what feels good and then talk about it. This is a Soul Fire production. Bianca Taylor is an entrepreneur, concentrator, and coach who specializes in women's confidence. I'm so excited to have her over, not only because she's a good girlfriend, but she's co-founded multiple successful companies and advocates for women to explore their multifaceted nature and never stay inside of a box. But today, we're getting a bit intimate and talking about what happens when things aren't going well inside of the relationship.
2: So I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. My personal experience with opening relationships was good for all of the learning that I needed in, in my lifetime, but it was also really hard and it, and scary and a lot of triggers came up and things like that. So we we actually broke up. My, my situation, we broke up, we got back together and w- started off with a monogamous relationship. So I guess My question is when people feel the need to close a relationship, um, what determines that? How do you know that that's what you should do? Is it better? Is it?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, amazing for you being so open, you know, because I think so many people are going to learn from women like us and the way that we do share our lives for other people to like see how this is a growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, you know, Of course, it's sad and it's painful and like breakups are overwhelming and all the things, but it's also such an opportunity to heal Mm -hmm. and an opportunity to get even closer, which knowing you guys, I feel like it's already lending itself to having a stronger relationship. Definitely. I would say to answer your question, and it's different for everybody, but what's worked for Pasha and I, well, we never actually, we've never broken up. We started out as very casual and then we stopped talking. Mm-hmm. But that was before we were like together and committed. And through our relationship, we've had like ups and downs, but we've never had anything to where we're like, oh, we might break up. We've definitely closed our relationship though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came, I think we've closed two or three times. And I think on another episode I shared that our relationship agreement is that we never really date anyone else unless we're a hundred percent with each other. And a hundred percent meaning we feel connected and we're good because let's be real. Like you're never actually a hundred percent. Like you can be most days, but if we're like above 90 and we feel like we're on the same page, we're getting our needs met. Then we're like, okay, we can like date other people. And we're very fluid now to where we Mm -hmm. don't have to like ask each other or tell each other. But in those times where we're like being triggered by each other's stuff, whether it's something to work on in the relationship or something to work on personally Mm -hmm. as like a, oh, this is like my childhood thing. Let me actually take this trigger and like go over here and work on myself. Mm -hmm. Or if it's something that we bring to like therapy where we're like, let's actually work this out between the two of us, like a jealousy thing. Mm -hmm. Or um, there's been times where I've wanted to Essentially, it's hard to admit this, but wanting to limit like certain women or certain like types mm-hmm. of women, like who Pasha could date. I actually had a very strong like um, preference that he didn't date anybody that he worked with for a while. Mm-hmm. And so when we'd have things like that where we weren't seeing eye to eye. Um, and not being like really connected and 100% with each other and feeling like our relationship was mm-hmm. blossoming and we were like desiring one another before anybody else, that's when I think it would be time to close. Um, and that's just from my experience. And those are the the two times that we did where when the other person's needs weren't being met. Like for example, mm-hmm. Pasha didn't feel like he was my number one priority in a, in a time mm-hmm. where we closed our relationship. And I was like, thinking to myself, well, of course you are, but we're not seeing each other all the time right now. But I think to, like, generally open up the question and talk about it for, like, anybody who's listening, if you're at a place where you feel like you are voicing what your needs are and your partner is not meeting them Mm -hmm. or not at least attempting to make you feel also still special in your relationship, Mm -hmm. then that's a great time to close, too. Yeah. Like, I think that being open is such an opportunity to use your voice Mm -hmm. and gain confidence in saying, like, I'm actually important. Mm -hmm. My needs are important. Um, And that it's okay to, like, need people for things, Mm -hmm. which has, like, been a beautiful thing that's been born out of it. Did you close the relationship and then try to work on it and then broke up because it wasn't working? Yeah, yeah. So we actually just recorded a podcast on, on this as well with more detail.
2: But we... So we we're both always very curious about open lifestyle, like somewhere on that spectrum. Mm -hmm. So when we finally decided, okay, I think we're ready for this. We read books. We talked to friends and listened to podcasts and thought we were like prepared. And then we started it and we were not prepared for all of the things that come up with it. And so there was a lot under um, our relationship. Like the foundation of our relationship was built on a lot of um, dishonesty. Mm -hmm. And so we that prompted us to get relationship coaches, and with in the coaching container, that was when a lot of truth was revealed about the relationship and the the coaches asked us that for the time being in the container that we closed the relationship so that we could work on what we needed to work on um that was the one of the hardest like months of both of our lives, I think, and then at the end of the container, the truth the, the relationship was revealed it was not capable of standing anymore. Mm. so we split up and then nine months later. A whole lot happened in that nine months of us like trying to talk to each other, staying away from each other. We finally found our way back together, um, committed to each other again. And in that recommitting to each other, we also said, you know, being honest, both of us feel like we're not fully monogamous people. We mm-hmm. don't, we also both don't feel like we are fully poly people. We feel like we're somewhere on the spectrum and we don't know where that is. Yeah. And so we just wanted to acknowledge that, that we're getting into this monogamous commitment, but someday things will probably shift. And then, um, we've been trying to, you know, now we're in this commitment with each other and we're trying to kind of figure out what's, what's best for us. What do we really want? And because of the experience in the past, there's just a lot of
1: scary feelings that come up with it. Right. Um, so, so yeah. So when I was just going to, no, I just want to say like, good for you. And I think it's like amazing that you guys, well, first of all, I, I know a little bit about, you know, your relationship. And so I know Mm -hmm. that I think when you guys broke up, neither of you intended to get, it wasn't like, let's break up and work on ourselves and get back together. It was like full, full breakup, Yeah, like probably never going to, you know, have you in my life again in that Mm -hmm. way. And then you guys did come back together unexpectedly, which I love. Mm -hmm. And I think that, kind of having that full break too without the expectation and the attachment. Mm -hmm. You were both able to work on your own stuff so independently. Yeah. Without like, I'm doing this so that I can like better myself for her or like vice versa. And so I just, I love that. And I wanted to make a point of that because I think anyone who's listening um when you do close your relationship and work on your stuff or you break up it's so important to do it from the perspective of this is for me this mm-hmm. isn't for my partner this is like so i can be a m- more whole human on my own so that when i do enter into mm-hmm. a relationship again any kind of container i'm bringing myself complete and i don't need someone else to complete me and i'm mm-hmm. not like working to prove my worth or my you know like partnership So I think that's like amazing in itself. And then also the courage to be like, okay, I know this thing kind of screwed us in the past, but like also still interested in at least exploring Mm -hmm. what that Mm -hmm. looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you also. Yeah. It was
2: when, when we broke up, we really both, I, I think at first we thought, oh, this isn't forever. But then somewhere along the way, we both had this full acceptance and we were like, okay, we're fully letting each other go. Saw other people really trying to figure out what we both wanted, found our way back together and and then, yeah, just being honest with each other that it's something that we are interested in, and we don't quite know you know what that means yeah what what's what's best for us because, like like I said, our experience in the past, it led to a lot of truth being revealed that was absolutely necessary, but really, mm-hmm. really terrifying at the time, yeah, you know, so I think. It's nice to know that you can go into um, an open style of a relationship where you can open a relationship and always have the understanding that if this isn't working out or our needs aren't being met, we can always close
1: and, yeah. and then, you know, work on things internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relationships should have chapters and should be like not one solid thing. You know, they, mm-hmm. they can change and they can adapt. because so obviously they have to like, yeah. you know, we think about, this like non-monogamy piece, I feel like as this grand thing, but it's really just like sexual preference, which is like mm-hmm. another piece of the pie. It's like, mm-hmm. what if someone takes a job and like has to move and you have to do long distance, right? What if your a parent moves in, like who mm-hmm. has memory loss and you end up like taking care of them in your later years? That's like another relationship person, like in your home. Granted, mm-hmm. it's like not sexual, but what if like you have kids? So your, your relationship, whether it's like your, your life partners or you're married is always like going through these waves and transitions. Mm -hmm. And I think that we look at, we look at sex as such like a, I don't know, massive thing. And it is, and it's, it's amazing, but we've like stigmatized it. And it's so taboo that Mm -hmm. the whole non-monogamy thing feels so big to people, but it's also, it's just like, this different aspect of your relationship, and mm-hmm. so I think the idea of opening and closing and people being comfortable with the fact that like you can and you should especially mm-hmm. if you're just starting and trying out is a great thing to get comfortable with and just know yeah. like sometimes we're going to be open sometimes we're not and yeah you know maybe you're not open right now maybe you're like adventuring together like mm-hmm. I love using whatever terms and words feel good mm-hmm. for different couples because for Pasha and I, and I, in the beginning, like we weren't open. I wouldn't even call myself open probably for like three years. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh wow, I guess, I guess we're open. It was like that. It wasn't like, let's try to be in an open relationship. It was Mm -hmm. like one like amazing accidental threesome, uh, you know, after another, or Mm -hmm. like these fun adventures, or we'd like go to a party and we'd talk about maybe what we wanted to do and something else happened. And, you know, it was Mm -hmm. like different things like that until eventually we were like, oh, well, I guess we're kind of open now. We're like kind of dating other people. And Mm -hmm. it just was so gradual. So I think like letting, you know, there's, there's so many different people out there now who are talking about it, which is Mm -hmm. amazing. It's popularizing it. I'm one of them, you know, and to see all the like definitions and terms and they can kind of like limit you, Mm -hmm. you know, but to realize you don't actually have to like put yourself in a box anywhere and just like do what feels good and then talk about it.
2: Yeah. I think that's nice to know too. Like I said, I, the reason why I always say we're somewhere on the spectrum of it because we don't really know. And I, and I do feel like it's such a spectrum, just like in the way sexuality can be so fluid. I feel like your preferences of, you know, from monogamy to poly can, can vary and change with time. And I, something that I personally feel is I feel like I myself go through these waves of feeling really, really into just being fully devoted to one person. And like, mm-hmm. that's all I, that's all I want to do. That's all my partner wants. And then we kind of go through periods where we feel adventurous and we want to expand to, you know, allow other, you know, experiences of other people. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's, it's always changing. I
1: love that. And you're not making it mean anything that's like definitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. How can you,
2: you know, like you said, if you're feeling like your needs aren't being met, mm-hmm. um, you can, you know, have a conversation, maybe close the relationship for a period. But how do you know if, if you have a bad experience with somebody or some an experience that is just not 100% mm. positive? How do you know if that this is a sign we should close the relationship or this is maybe this person bringing their own stuff that's having an effect on one of us. Does that make sense? Like, is it, is it, is it the person causing the situation? Cause I'm somebody who can really easily develop trust issues. So having a bad experience with a woman who I brought into my relationship can make me feel like, well, now I don't know if I trust all women and it's not, and it's, it's not me trying to generalize women or poly women, but it's just like, if I had a bad experience with one poly woman, it kind of scares me. Mm -hmm. And then I consider maybe, maybe open isn't for me, maybe, you know? So what do you do in those situations?
1: Yeah. Well, that's such a good question. So I've, I've not, I'm trying to think, have I had an experience with an outside partner that I felt like threatened the relationship? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things when we talk about (laughs) bad experiences, the first thing that actually came to my mind doesn't really answer your question, but like I have to share it because I think it's going to, it might cause a little tangent, which is okay. But have you ever had like unwanted attention once people find out you're open? Yeah. Yeah. So the first time that I ever had this happen, um, this was like years ago, maybe four years ago. Now we went to a friend's birthday in San Diego and it was like her boyfriend who's like one of my best friends now, but new at the time. Um, one of like his friends from college. And I guess like, because our friends were actually interested in being open. So they were like asking us about it. And it was when we first started to share that mm-hmm. we were, cause I was very private for a long time. Um, literally had just kind of come out to a couple of our friends and also to give them coaching. And this dude who like, I didn't know him well. And then his friend, he, he's amazing. But his friend came on to me at this like we were at a table. We were at, like a little nightclub in, in San Diego. And I was like, oh, like, you know, kind of like backed away. And this had never happened before. And I also didn't have like the confidence that I have now. Like mm-hmm. my confidence is so much stronger as like a woman. And I was also so afraid of like what people would think when they found out that we were open And he came on so strong. And then I was like, oh no, like I'm not interested at all. Especially like I would never hook up with somebody or even flirt with somebody in front of my friend group. This was like something that I (laughs) reserved for like online dating and like meeting people and like Pasha and I, like, you know, having these experiences with each other, like in our own home. So I was already so turned off and it triggered a lot of also my internalized, um, I think, you know, sexual shame and just like misogyny too, where I was like, oh, this fucking sucks. I'm so confused as to like what to do with this guy right now. Mm -hmm. And then he made it very clear what to do with him when he said to me, um, what come sit on my lap. I know how this works. And I was like, you know (laughs) how, what works? Like, and then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like, first of all, I'm going to have to tell my husband in the middle of this, like Fun birthday party that my friends are having right now. That this guy is being disrespectful, and I'm also gonna like have to hold myself back from punching this guy. Mm-hmm. Confidence came shooting up out of my chest like yeah. very quickly. Um, but that when you said like toxic people, I was like, that was the first thing because I, I never, I've never mm-hmm. actually seen Pasha have to like kind of like defend me in public or be macho right. at all. Because I don't know, we never really run in circles to where like that happens. Right. But I was like, oh my god, I might have to see him like get in a fight. <laughs> because this guy was being very like aggro. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nothing ended up happening. Like we defused the situation and the guy ended up like leaving, which was great. But mm-hmm. <laughs> to answer your question. Yeah. Cause you know, it does, it opens up a lot of doors and like, we can go down that route later if you want to, too. Um, good and bad of like, you know, once people find out what kind of attention that you, you get from it and what kind of people, you know, now think that they have this like courtside, you know, seat to your relationship and your sex life. Mm -hmm. However, bringing someone in, we, I've never had it happen with a woman, but I did have it happen with a man. And it was actually, Pasha's not met like a lot of other people that I've dated um, other than like some of the women that have become like a more part of our life or like we're a friend already. But, and I haven't, like dated a lot of other guys but just recently at the beginning of this year I like met somebody and I was just feeling like I really need to like have an adventure and I had been like you know seeing the same woman for like almost two and a half years you know who I love and who's like a big part of my life but I'm like I need some new male energy and of course I end up attracting this like I don't know why I'm saying, of course, but like (laughs) attracted this like complete narcissist. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know at the time. I'm like talking to him online. Like I met him on an app. So I'm like, okay, he seems cool, whatever. He's like very confident, like very upfront, all the things. And I started, I hung out with him maybe like three times on my own. And then I was like, I actually might like introduce him to my friends. And a couple Mm -hmm. of my girlfriends were in town And they like wanted to go for ice cream. So they are like, well, let's go see if he wants to go. Mm -hmm. Um, and so of course we like pick him up, we go for ice cream. Two of my best friends happen to be like walking down Abbott Kinney, also. Mm -hmm. So we went from like not introducing guys to like my friends and really not against introducing the to Pasha, but it just like hasn't happened to them him meeting like my three closest girlfriends, our closest couple friends. And he ends up being so aggro. He like tries to make out with another one of my friends like that night, which was just like it's and she's also like not open. Like our community isn't open. We're the only two people in it. This guy just came on anyway, like so strong and it didn't cause anything between Pasha and I. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like it's important to bring it up because had I not been like, oh, this is toxic energy. Mm -hmm. And like, I get to draw a line and not bring it into my relationship because frankly, the sex was really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm like, I could keep crazy over here just for like that part of my life. Yeah. Um, But I was also like, this doesn't make sense. Like there are plenty of fish in the sea. And Mm -hmm. also I don't need to be like hooking up with somebody that bad to then invite that kind of energy because you know he also like lives close to us and we probably would see each other out at different places and i didn't want it to go mm-hmm. down that road any further and i think had i made that like adventure a priority and kind of turned a blind eye to how bananas this guy was pasha would have eventually been like this doesn't make sense and why and so i think for me i'm very protective of like our relationship and so to hear you saying you know is it smart does it make me like distrustful of other women i think it's good to keep those boundaries mm-hmm. if you feel like someone's energy can be invasive or not 100% truthful or not like wanting to be a part of or maybe not even a part of but not wanting to not um, having like the right intention mm-hmm. for dating you or like wanting to be a part of your relationship with your partner then if your intuition is going off then it's like not worth it because there are so many other amazing people out there that Mm -hmm. you could spend your time and energy with. Does it like put a bad taste in your mouth for all women? I think like our ego always wants to go there to protect. Mm -hmm. But I would say that if you find it within yourself to just realize that's like one off and be like Mm -hmm. very forgiving, especially because that person's just probably in a bad place in their life. I had to Mm -hmm. say this about that guy. I was like, love and light to you because you're on your (laughs) healing journey, clearly. And I mean, he was just very obsessive too. I didn't even tell the whole story, but sending me like 15 text messages at once, like when I wouldn't respond. And I'm like, I have a husband. Yeah. Once this doesn't become fun anymore, it's like not worth my time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that If someone's drawing energy out of your relationship, Mm -hmm. that's also a red flag. Yeah. Like if they're adding to it and adding like value and adding like beautiful energy, great. But the moment that your intuition is like, "Mm, not so much, then just like excuse that person and then remind yourself that there are so many great people out there. And Mm -hmm. you also don't want to like rob yourself of the experience of having like one of those amazing people in your life, whether it's for a night or for, you know, a longer longer time. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so much to learn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There is a lot to learn and there's like so many different ways to go about, like you said, you're not sure like if you're open or if you're poly or, um, have you guys had experience in open or polyamorous relationships previous to each other or was it? No, not, no,
2: not at all. Not at all. And my, my personal experience in relationships prior to nemai was always with very possessive mm. men that's that was just my experience mm-hmm. um so i never I, I i didn't even think that i would ever be open to that too because because of what i was surrounded with my i was very close-minded to it too and i remember thinking that you know couples that you know had experiences with other couples or went to sex parties that used to like Freaked me out. I was like, that's crazy. Like I would never, I would never share my man. Same. That's, that's what I used to always think. I would never share. And then, um, you know, I, I came, I officially came out when I was like 22 as bisexual. But then, um, when I, when I met my, my current partner, I I told him right away and he was immediately like supportive of that. And he was like, you should explore that. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Hmm. So we didn't do anything with it for a couple of years into the relationship before we were like, okay, well, maybe we can create a space where you can explore your bisexuality and it can be something that allows us to be more sexually expressive. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah. And then it was probably about six months from that conversation to having a little bit of a, of a blow up of just all of the insecurities and childhood stuff being triggered and feeling like, you know what, we need to close this. This is scary. Yeah,
1: And then, you
2: know, and we ended up breaking up over other stuff that was unrelated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, what people don't know before they're going to enter into a relationship like this is how much, like, I think it's important. And I encourage people to dissect the experiences like after they happen. Mm -hmm. And for, especially if, you know, both parties are Kind of like using the container as growth opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying that a lot of stuff boiled up, and it was maybe—I mean, I'm just guessing—but because it wasn't like talked about after mm-hmm. every time as like a check-in, and it just kind of like got to a place where maybe your partner had been like, "I've been uncomfortable for a lot longer, but now I'm finally saying something about it." Yeah, definitely. There was yeah. de- there was definitely
2: just a lot from like a lot of stuff culminated from the whole relationship that mm-hmm. was even unrelated to opening up. It was just a lot of stuff in the relationship that we just didn't communicate about. And then when you, when you open up in any way, you have to communicate so much. So suddenly we started, we went from like being on a one, like a one on a scale of one to 10, and then, you know, trying to jump to a 10 of communicating everything. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. And we also just realized, um, how much we needed to improve our communication skills in general. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so now I'm honestly in this place where I, I feel like my uh part of my like orientation when it comes to like relationships is super fluid and open, but I don't know if I'm if I can mentally handle all of the growing and the learning that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in this like question mark phase. And that's just that's just where I am. And like my my partner is really great about kind of honoring what wherever I'm at. And yeah. And if I tell him I want, I, I'm not ready or I am ready. He's always willing to kind of work with me, but yeah, it's definitely, I have a lot to learn a lot to, more to, to understand because like you said, each experience, like I, I do dissect each experience and every, everything, when it comes to my different uh, experiences of people and I learn so much. And then sometimes it's just, it's so much emotional processing. And then I'm like, can yeah. I, can I handle this? I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You're like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And that's always been my answer, actually. Like my answer is usually not every single time. There's like one time where I was like, it's not worth it right now because my relationship's the most important thing. And it felt like it was drawing out of it. Um, but I always like bring it back to like, is this adding value to my life? Mm-hmm. And would I be growing so much? Would I be having as much fun? Would I be like X, Y, and Z if we were in a monogamous container? And the answer is usually like easy to choose, Yeah, you know, the container that we're in. But like also we've been married for seven years now and we've been open for all of it. Mm -hmm. So like hear this, this is (laughs) not like one year in or two and a half, three. Mm -hmm. How long have you guys been together? Like without, I guess the time off. Well, f- o- over four years minus nine months right. of breaking up. So. so, and like, so about half the time and you're on your journey, which is kind of exactly where we were. We were like, not really like claiming open, but you know, having really great experiences. Like this is the product of what you're listening to right now. And cause everyone's like, Oh, you, you seem so confident and it seems so easy. And like, you know, you, you say jealousy doesn't come up anymore and, and it hasn't in a long time. Truth. However, this is the product of like 7 years of like putting in so mm-hmm. much work. Yeah. And being open and like dating other people is different than having a polyamorous like triad too when you add a third person. Mm-hmm. It's there's so much over communicating like we spent a whole vacation one time pretty much like just talking. Yeah, Nobody was having sex. Like there was like literally talking and crying and like ugly crying too. Um, Just because, you know, it's, it's worth that much to make sure that everybody feels like safe and seen and like, they understand what their role is and Mm -hmm. also like that they can communicate their needs. And that just doesn't happen overnight. And so like, you know, maybe it's not for everybody to put in that kind of work, but I would say the rewards are incredible. Mm -hmm. And also knowing that you can be in different phases of the journey and that's not going to be like, um, final. I love, Mm -hmm. I love the open-endedness of like, because monogamy to me feels so final, but you can close and reopen. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just to have that fluidity is like so so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
2: think even just knowing that the option to, you know, close and open as you need and as, whatever feels right, I feel like is is really good to know too because I think a lot of people also think they hear, you know, even just just me saying like, "Oh, we've explored open relationships and we're open to it." People like my friends and family that are, you know, not into that at all. They're just like, that's crazy. Like, what are you going to do? Like when you get married and have kids, I'm like, I'm not thinking that far. I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Like I'm talking about like right now, like this is what feels good is just having conversations about it and trying it out. And then if we decide that it's not for us, then it's not, and we can close. And then maybe in the future it will be for us again. And just kind of like riding the roller coaster.
1: Mm -hmm. And like surrendering to that, like Mm -hmm. we're going to go where it takes us. I love that. Families are always so like, well, what are you planning to do? <laughs> like, and I'm like, we're not. We're like going, going with what feels right and what mm-hmm. we're aligned with in that moment. But yeah, um, they get a lot of those questions too about what are you going to do when you have kids? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're going to figure it out then. Yeah. See yeah. what see what feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for answering all my questions. I'm. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so so glad you came. I like. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing your journey and mm-hmm. how you guys continue. Cause I think you have such a, an amazing platform, like all that you do, plus the embodied babe. Mm-hmm. And I just like love what you stand for. So to have another amazing, like badass boss babe mm-hmm. on this journey, who's like talking about this mm-hmm. in such a, a very like healthy and ethical way. Like, I just feel like I'm in a good, in a good crowd. Oh, thank so, you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, I, I definitely feel like normalizing different types, all, de- all types of love. And I, I always want to destigmatize anything that I feel like needs destigmatizing and definitely just different types of relationships because everybody's different. Sexuality is fluid. Relationships are fluid. I don't think that anybody should be should be forced to be in a box if they don't want to be. So I'm always going to advocate for it. Yes.
1: Amen. Housh. Mm-hmm. Aho. <laughs> to all of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
1: That's a wrap, you guys. And it was so much fun. Please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple. Tell us what you loved about the show and make sure you're following Open Late the Podcast on Instagram.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa.